0: Evening, everyone. Thank you for being here. One of my favorite verses in the Tao Te Ching is chapter 13, part of chapter 13 which goes, success is as dangerous as failure. Hope is as hollow as fear. Whether you go up a ladder or down, your position is shaky. When you stand with two feet on the ground, you will never lose your balance. Sometimes a poetic way of saying things is best. Our practice points us again and again to centeredness in this moment groundedness in this moment. This moment as our home and or our center. I'll speak more today about a physical center in the body, our hara, our tanden. As a place where we can physical place we can return to to find and cultivate this connection to our groundedness, our strength, our presence, our ability to not get knocked off center. So when the text says success is as dangerous as failure, Success, failure, pleasure, pain, wealth, poverty, gain, loss. These are the worldly wins. These are happenings in the world that we have little, if any, control over. If we're blown about by the worldly winds, this is no good. We cultivate instead equanimity, a solid, stable mind that can meet whatever the situation is without the extra, I like it, I don't like it. What's in front of us is what's in front of us. Success is as dangerous as failure. What would be success for me when I do a Sunday program and eight or ten people show up? I feel a kind of high inside about that, that success. There's part of me that identifies that as success, or at least I like it. Or if I set up for Sunday program and log into Zoom and nobody shows up, can trigger my sense of failure success and failure are we say two sides of the same coin. you can't have one without the other The ideas, you know, I made up these ideas of success and failure. In reality, we have three people on the screen tonight. It's three people on the screen, it's just three people on the screen. It's not objectively good or bad. a difficult situation's just a difficult situation. There's a story that gets told often that points to this truth. And I don't remember all the details, but a young man, a boy, breaks his leg. And everybody says, oh, how unfortunate. This is bad. How is he going to take care of the farm? Oh, my gosh, this is very bad. And then the draft comes through. There's a war. And all the boys, men of that age, are taken to war, but not, not the guy who broke his leg. So everybody says how fortunate this is, wonderful, and it keeps going on like this. This is this is um, well. The story points to we don't really know. You know, we call things good and bad in the mind, and this is part of how our minds create suffering. Create suffering out of just what is. If we have a broken leg, then we practice with the broken leg. So cultivating this sense of stability and groundedness and refuge to come back to, uh, working with Hara practice, let's talk a bit about that. So the Hara or the Tanden is located physically in the body. It's a physical center of the body. So we say about an inch below the belly button and about an inch deep. So central this way and central this way and this way. And we practice to bring the attention to the belly. One technique is to is to because we're used to most of us having our attention here is we have this um idea that this is where i I live <laughs> kind of a silly idea, but it's common I have it too so one technique for bringing the attention down into the belly is to picture a second head in the belly. Mm-hmm. Another is to simply breathe to the belly, or to feel the belly move with the breath. So this is a great addition to our aspect of breath practice. We can return awareness to breath as it moves through the belly. And in so doing, we can start to bring the attention more down into our core, Uh, Martial artists also talk about this tanden or hara. Um, Dancers as well sometimes. And talk about how, um, I remember taking tai chi at least, we talked about how all movement should originate from this core. So we might be moving the hand, but the belly moves first. There's at least a subtle sense of that. And when we're grounded in that, in the hara, in the tanden, the motions themselves have all the power and strength of that center. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we say this is our center of power. And the person I find who talks with the most Confidence, I think experience based confidence about hara and hara practice is Shoto Harada Roshi, uh, who's a contemporary teacher. He's alive now. And he teaches most often in Japan and in Seattle. Mm. He's been giving teachings. Uh, Reminders to people as we all practice with the reality of coronavirus. And I noticed that his very first teaching is reminding people to come back to the center. Reminding people that when we lose track of our groundedness, that's when we get all confused. We want to maybe be able to take in some news about what's happening or about difficulties um, without becoming pulled into fear. So we establish a groundedness in the Hara first, ideally. Or alternatively, we notice that we've been pulled into confusion, into fear, into suffering, and we come back to center, back to the breath, back to the Hara. Back even to Zazen. Sometimes we have the Luxury of being able to stop and do zazen. Sometimes it's just a breath. Or. um, Returning awareness to the hara, to the belly. As we breathe to the belly, to the hara, as our center of power, this also creates a habit. With habit, this kind of goes without saying, but as something becomes a habit, it becomes easier. So we get knocked off our center and we can come back. In training, in training the the body and the mind, training the mind, um, we can take up this hara practice and or breath practice and. Grow in strength and really in the direction of uh, being unruffleable. So, whatever happens, can we still stay in the center while that happens? Can we hold whatever this is and be centered in the belly? And we learn that by practicing being centered in the belly, on the cushion, off the cushion. One of Harada Roshi's most recent reminders starts by saying, Dear all, are you gathering your energy to your Tandem? And then he quotes a Hakuin Zenji text. So, this text, I'll, I'll read it. It's shortish. Um, this text talks about um, the lower Tanden. And it seems to me to talk about it as not just this singular point in the body, but the whole lower half of the body. And the longer text, this is an excerpt, um, in the longer text, the suggestion is um, a practice of keeping the attention in the lower half of the body all day. And the encouragement is to do that and to cultivate that. And indeed, bringing the energy down at all, literally brings it out of the head. This practice is an an embodied practice. We're here in this human form, but we're aligning with the mind that's before form. We're aligning... or aligning with the mind that's before form. that can be hard to do. (laughs) We do it through this form. We do it through this body. What can be a learning curve is um, being in the body and acting with the body without thought the mind's so used to spinning so this is part of why we um, do work practice during some retreats during the longer retreats so as we chop vegetables or clean the counter or whatever it is we're just we're just doing that activity We learn to rest the attention, and this is me chopping (laughs) it, rest the attention in the body and just pay attention to those motions, to that action. Sometimes people conflate mindfulness with doing things slowly. But actually, as we bring our mindfulness our presence into action um ideally we're moving at the pace that that best helps the mind to be still and sometimes that's very quickly sometimes if i'm chopping vegetables very quickly less space for thought to get in I'm entering entering again and again that space of pure activity So Hakuin Senji said, This elixir field, located in the sea of vital energy, the lower back and legs, soles of the feet, it is all my true and original face. How can that original face have nose holes? This elixir field, located in the sea of vital energy, the lower back and the legs, the soles of the feet. It is all the home and native place of my original being. What news or tidings could come from that native place? This elixir field located in the sea of vital energy, the lower back and legs, the soles of the feet. It is all the pure land of my own mind. How could the splendors of that pure land exist apart from my mind? This elixir field located in the sea of vital energy, it is all the Amida Buddha of my own self. How could Amida Buddha preach the Dharma apart from that self? Indeed, how do we experience this life apart from this body? Yesterday I spoke about letting the breath lead us through the portal. This reading I did just here points to the reality that the breath itself is the portal. And indeed that there is no portal. Don't be confused by this. Simply return attention to the body, to the breath again and again. and with this practice of horror, specifically to this sense of groundedness. The other point I wanna be wanted to be sure to make is uh, sometimes we talk about Zazen as being our anchor for the day. I like doing Zazen in the morning if possible. Other times a day is fine, even good. If I establish my awareness in the present, in the morning even to you know to whatever extent i'm able then that very groundedness can be with me as i progress into my day my teacher Chosen offered the image of, um, I never know what to call them, but the um, punching bag dolls, the blow-up ones that have the weight in the bottom. And I always get this image when I talk about that, it, it, it's a good one. <laughs> so you knock it over, but what does it do? It goes, it comes right back up again. And it does that because of the weight in the bottom. So, maybe I get thrown off, but I have my center. Or maybe I don't get thrown off because I have my center. Resting right there, we move increasingly from our power, manifesting our presence and potential in the world thank you for listening